0: plushcare.com slash loss
1: The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app and you can get reward points delivered too, so that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at Participation Restaurants, 18+, Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com.
2: Well, 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 well. <laughs> like Icarus, we flew too close to the sun. <laughs> we came crash <laughs> back down to it, didn't we? Oh... So I'm guessing we're not on to win the league this year. That's fine. It's okay. It's not like we get ahead of ourselves at all. Let's not maybe talk about that straight away. Uh, let's do uh, the pleasantries. Hello again. My name's Will. I'm your co-host with the Co-Most. I'm joined as usual by Hodge and Grey. Say hello, boys. Uh, really? Hello. Hello, hello. How are we both doing this weekend?
0: All right. Not bad.
2: Yeah. Good. Weather's Whether, yeah, been we-
0: all right. Went out for a bit of a walk, so... What do you mean? It should be inside. You're allowed to go outside, man. And have a bit of a walk. You just can't kind of go to bars and pubs oh, yeah? and all that. Yeah, yeah. No
2: one's told me that. I've been inside the whole time. You've been hiding. Uh, what? <laughs> I'm like a vampire. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm only joking. I do, uh, I do go out for my uh, my daily exercise, but yeah, great to be plunged straight back into it, into another national lockdown. We do, we deal with it as we can. Thought it'd be a good time for some podcast listeners, though, so we'll keep you, uh, we'll try and keep you entertained over the next few weeks. Let's not talk about Southampton straight away. Let's maybe touch on that a bit later on. We're quite keen to introduce a few new segments to the podcast. <laughs> oh. Let's uh, play on our USB. Our, our point of difference, which is a few more quizzes, football-related quizzes. Shock. I know, right? Yeah. God, <laughs> Good thought. Two, Good yeah. thought. <laughs> two quiz masters on the podcast. We want to do some quizzes. That's fine. I know we've all come prepared this week, so who would like to lead off? Grey. I've been looking forward to this, Grey. you Would like to introduce us to your new segment?
3: Of course. This segment's called Grey's Greatest. I'm going Whoa. to get a bit of alliteration there for you because I know how much... Uh, <laughs> We, we love it. We love it. <laughs> we love it. <laughs> but aim is I'm going to basically state five facts about a a legend. This episode is going to be a, a Newcastle legend, but in some of the preview episodes, I may mix it up a little bit and go for an opponent legend. I like it. So, I yeah, and to keep everyone interested, you two are going to text me your answers uh, so we don't give it away as uh, Will famously did with a Shack of Hislop incident a few episodes <laughs> ago. <Please.
2: laughs> there are loads of great Trinidadians.
0: If we get it.
3: <laughs> if we're like yeah. struggling
0: at the end, being like, another clue, please. Uh,
3: yeah, hopefully the clues should get more and more obvious as we go.
0: Question one. He is a Gemini. Who is it? Fuck.
3: <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I should have, should have started with that personal fact, shouldn't I? Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. <laughs> <Well>. <laughs> They're Buddhist. They're blood type. <laughs> <laughs> right, Gray. So to understand, you're going to give us five facts about a legend of the game. And after every fact, we will separately text you our answers and take it from there, I guess. And then you just give us an indication as to whether we're right or wrong.
3: Yeah, absolutely. I'll uh, I'll read out the wrong answers. But if you get it right, obviously, I'm not going to give it away for, for the listeners straight away. And then, uh, oh, right. yeah, I guess. Get the
2: suspense. We can, we can
3: we can keep it a running tally if you like. I'll give you a monthly prize.
0: Why not? Ooh. Whoa! Hello. Monthly prize. I've done I'm no not doing prize. prizes. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's,
3: it's it's basically going to be knocking off a, a pound of a debt which you guys are growing. To-
0: <laughs> <laughs> Fair? Ah, uh, so, smart. Yeah, very oh shit. Smart. I've just acknowledged the debt.
2: <laughs> I think both of you have it and we've got it on a got it on tape I will be yeah I was gonna say I'm the one that handles all the recording <laughs> it's very easy just to chop that bit out anyway should we uh yeah make a looking on? this one be good
3: well yeah let's let's do it so gray's greatest gray's greatest
0: we need a like a punchy jingle for it We'll ask people on Fiverr oh, to send them in.
3: You all got the master of the theme tunes, Hodge, so I think yeah, we should leave you two. <laughs> <laughs> right. All right, well, let's let's get straight into it. So this Newcastle legend has 20 appearances for England and has scored two goals.
0: 20 appearances for England with two goals.
3: Ooh.
0: Oof. And we've got a texture of the answer. Like, yeah, if we if we think we know it, cool. Yeah, please. So they're a,
2: they're a legend of the club.
0: A like legend. a legend.
3: Of the club. Mm-hmm.
2: Oh, I've got a, someone in mind, but I don't think he's a legend. Uh, okay, I'm going to go for this one. You sent yours, Hodge? Uh, I've just sent it now. I've just sent it. I don't my think GM's I'm right at great. all.
0: I've taken an absolute stab in the dark here.
3: Like same for fuck's sake so one of you is right oh! <laughs> <laughs> oh, who is, uh, is it? who uh, is it? and Hodge no it's not Scott Parker uh,
2: <laughs> yes yes, yes! Wait, does know. that mean I get does that mean I get five points yeah, yeah I get,
3: uh, five point. I don't uh, know how you've got yes! it that. Uh, honestly no idea Wait,
2: because I know this
3: game inside oh <laughs> <laughs> right so I'll keep going for Hodge Jesus Christ yeah, good luck, Hodge. Scott Par- <laughs> and Also, legend Scott
2: Parker. Hmm. He was a captain. Okay. He was a cool That's captain. what got me. That's what got me. Now, he's not a fucking legend. He won the... Euro. What, he won the- what was it called Inter-toto again? Intertoto Cup. The Intertoto Cup certificate. That picture <laughs> still cracks me up to this day, man. <laughs> right, sorry,
3: Grey. Go ahead. Anyway, so, Hodge, <clears throat> second clue...
2: This is so much pressure on me now as well, man. Yeah,
3: he was inducted into NUSC Hall of Fame in two thousand and nineteen and yes, Newcastle United have a Hall of Fame. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. A little stab at the club. Uh, so he was inducted in twenty nineteen.
2: Doesn't necessarily Do either of you to two want there, a then. cup of tea, by the way. I'm just making I'm, I'm gonna go pop the kettle on.
3: I mean yeah, if you don't mind shipping it up to Newcastle. Um If <laughs> I get here in time for Hodge to answer. So.
2: Uh, what is it no no milk and five sugars for you Grey as usual <laughs>
3: <laughs> five sugars cheeky you keep asking. I don't have to
0: drink two so you know it coffee all the way but... Hall of Fame. Oh, to wait, man.
3: you're never gonna get it alright I'll move on to uh, yeah, uh, go, yeah, I'll um, keep, I'll keep, I'll
0: keep, I'll keep moving passing.
3: so he was labelled as Sir John Hall's greatest ever signing he signed in 1992 for 750,000
2: Ooh, that's a big
0: clue oh. um,
3: do you want to know how many games clue. and goals he scored in his first season for us go on then so he played 43 games and scored 13 goals in that season including Premier League and FA Cup
2: oh shit Hodge you've gone on so long man who wants to be a millionaire <laughs> mate I don't have a clue mm. had to start again Played for England
0: oh man I'm gonna have like I'm literally gonna have like zero points
3: yeah so do you want next clue <laughs> <laughs> hold, on, hold
0: on! Hold on! At least I can have a guess, right? At
2: least I
3: can, yeah, I can yeah. have a guess.
0: So he signed it ninety-two.
2: Sorry, uh, got the era and the amount he cost as well. There's some big clues. Of course, I know the answer, so I know they're good clues. Just saying. Good luck. I've said an answer
3: Yeah, he's got it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, do you want to, um, do you want to yeah, go through the other clues viewers, just yeah. for the listeners? Yeah. The uh, well, yeah, if you take it, I, I bet everyone else has got it. So. Fourth, uh, one of his greatest moments was scoring a hat trick of headers in a 5 0 first leg away win against Royal Antwerp in the U.S.
2: That, that is a good fucking clue, that one. You should have gone earlier with that one. I suppose that's quite distinctive, isn't
3: it? Yeah, not many players have scored a hat trick. I of wouldn't headers. have got it <laughs> off that one, i I
2: mean, that's good trivia. Very good and
3: uh, and the last fact was uh, he was famously convinced to join Newcastle United by Kevin Keegan <laughs> stating that the club is closer than Middlesbrough to London because he was he was going to sign for Middlesbrough.
2: That's <laughs> one of my favourite anecdotes ever from the Kevin Keegan era. Uh, well, we're, just we're, shows me how thick he is.
3: Hey,
2: nice one, Gray. I enjoyed yeah, that. Yeah, that was good. I like that.
3: I've got to give the answer, dude. Yeah, yeah so. that, it helps, I guess for anyone who didn't get it, it was, uh, it was Rob Lee.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I like that. That was good. Yeah, so nice. you got five points, Will, and I got three, I think. Well done for the five points though, like England caps I,
3: and goals. Yeah, what I don't f- know how you got that. I was, Start I was, in the dark.
2: Well, so I had three in mind. I was like, I was either going to go for Rob Lee, Jermaine Jenas, or Kieran Dyer, but that's why I was kind of I was really, well really emphasizing the, the legend bit because I wouldn't class Dyer or Genas as legends. Yeah. Um. So it only had to, yeah, there's only one man left, really. That was good, though. I enjoyed that. Yeah. Well done, Gray. Nice.
3: Yeah. Bring on the next one. Mm.
2: All right. Well, thanks very much for that, Gray really enjoyed Grey's Greatest hopefully that's the mainstay of the podcast moving forwards although you might run out of legends for Newcastle <laughs> hence
3: the, uh, the no. opposition legends coming into and
2: <laughs> Widen your pool, exactly. pool exactly. exactly, I like it smart he's put some thought into this I like it
3: are you for or against Kane? oh we're bonnie lad No, no. I'm definitely not fucking here and you sir nah yeah, we're man I'm certainly not fucking here I'm not fucking here I'm not fucking here I'm not fucking here. I'm not fucking here.
2: Right, okay. Well, maybe this will be a bit of a a shit sandwich this week. We'll start off with a bit of exciting quiz or trivia. And then uh, inevitably, seeing as this is a Newcastle United podcast, we should talk about the Southampton result. Begrudgingly, I don't know, without launching into my opinions and my rant straight away. For anyone that missed it, we lost 2-0 to Southampton. Although it could have been 5 or 6 or 7. They were banging on the door almost from the start, and they were relentless. They played us off the park. We were absolutely shite, uninspiring. Tactics were all wrong. Players didn't want to be there. I mean, yeah, that's a good point, actually. Steve Bruce and tactics aren't words that are really synonymous with each other. What do you
3: guys think? Well played, Carl they?
2: He made uh, made 2-0 look quite complimentary, to be honest.
3: Hmm.
2: Yeah, about about the only standout player on the pitch, I think. Some would argue and say that he could have done better with their first goal, but I think it comes in so quickly and Che Adams finishes it so well, you'd really be splitting hairs to say that any fault lies with him. We shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. Sorry, I don't want to dominate this this segment at all. You know, I can get myself into a bit of a tiz. We shouldn't have been in that position in the first place. I think for the first goal, Lascelles or maybe Shah should have been doing better down the left-hand side. They broke, I think, on the left-hand side. Fernandez is
3: playing on the left, wasn't he?
2: It was our left, wasn't it, that they came down?
3: Yeah. Our, it left? Uh, no, it
2: was our right, their left. It initially oh, right, yeah. comes down our right hand side which I think is the side that Char plays on I can't remember who it was but anyway there's a bit of a fuck up there where the ball should have been dealt with straight away as soon as you deal with that ball you've got no problems to face you can reset you can get yourself back into position you can sort out your lines whatever but no the ball finds its way into the box I think Che Adams has a crack at goal Darlo saves brilliantly then the ball finds itself at Miggy Almiron's feet on our left hand side good opportunity for a break good opportunity to just clear the ball get it out the danger zone, you know, let that momentum run down a little bit, get yourselves back into position, reset. But no, he fucking faffs around, tries to do a few too many things, and then the ball being whipped into the box. Next thing we know, it's 1-0 to Southampton. Hodge?
0: Yeah, he had kind of two bites that chariot even just lay it back and be, be kind of safe. I just don't know really what was kind of going through his head. Yes, I think him looking to try and play out or try and run out has been quite successful sometimes for him but once he'd turned and turned back into the danger zone when there was another player already on him the simplest thing is just to lay it back as so someone can clear or just put it out for a throw anything just to just to kind of like diffuse any sort of momentum that they had there that's what I think should have been done but I just don't know what he was running through his mind
3: Yeah I think he was found out a little bit I think uh, Southampton Pressed us extremely high. Usually, uh, even against Everton, I was actually ch- ch- chatting to my stepdad about this the other day, and he was saying that Everton, didn't really press us a lot, which gave us time on the ball. We actually had time to think, pick a pass, while Southampton didn't give us that luxury. And mm. uh, mm. the number of times, I think, Mickey Murphy on the right-hand side, were just carrying the ball far too long, and then all of a sudden found themselves surrounded by three three players in red and white, yep. and we lost the ball. Uh, I think Murphy fun. did it 10 times in, in that first half.
2: I can't remember the last time I saw Murphy skin anyone. He just seems to run into people and hope that he comes out the other side with the ball still at his feet. Mm. Uh, he was he was robbed every single time. And although he's had a good couple of games against Wolves and Everton, he did not play well at all in that game. And to right, he was taken off. I, do, I still don't know whether that experiment has worked. Murphy at right wing back or whether you revert back to the experience of someone like Javier Manquillo or even Emil Kraft who, remember, was the cause of our first goal against Man United, so our first goal, our only goal against Man United. I don't know. That right wing-back, right-back position seems to be a bit up in the air at the minute.
3: Uh, yeah, I think, well, I know Yedlin obviously fell out of favours a little bit probably Steve Bruce. No idea why. But I think if we want to play that kind of counter-attacking football, he is the perfect player to be playing in that position because he's so quick defensively, yeah. it's a bit suspect. But when you've got three centre-halves playing, that you point. think they should be able to mop up a little bit. So if we give us that lightning pace down that side, which unfortunately neither Mankea or Craft really give us, um, yeah. then yeah, I think it's, it's kind of a shame that Yedlin's not being included.
0: Yeah, I wonder why he's out of favour with Bruce. It's a weird thing because I think I think because Bruce's main tactic is let's just defend and defend and defend and clear, clear our lines, and obviously he knows that Yedlin's maybe is not the best at that. But if he is gonna try and change his tactics and change his mind and mix something up, then like you're saying, like Yedlin is definitely somebody there that we should have for for playing like kind of a bit more instead closer. of
3: playing a, a right back, so Yedlin who's played right back his entire career, we're playing Murphy who's played white wing yeah. his entire career yeah. So I don't I don't really get his logic there.
2: No, yeah, I I just don't know whether the experiments really work, and you get a couple of decent results, I and mean, you know he was a standout performer against Wolves, but. He might take that back and say, oh, well, yeah, it's work-like. We'll just carry on with it until it breaks. It's broken. It is broken. He had a shocking game. He was terrible. But before we go on and say too much, probably just a good opportunity to say full credit to Southampton. Oh, they absolutely played us off the park. From Imagine
3: if Danny Yangs is
2: playing. <laughs> oh, mad. Yeah. yeah, mad. I think Would've just from painful. from the very get-go they were uh, yeah, they were at 110%, as you say, Gray, I think it was you. They, they were pressing us really high up the pitch, forcing us into mistakes, mm-hmm. which I've said for fucking weeks now is what we should be doing. If we want to play this counter-attacking brand of football, then we need to be playing high up the pitch, forcing them into making mistakes. High pressure, high pressure, high pressure. And then make sure you can keep some bloody possession. I think our possession stats were like 30-something percent. Maybe 39% versus Southampton, 61 in that game. I'd like to see the possession stats,
0: but in terms of moving the ball forward, because I, I reckon most of our passes would have been between Lascelles, Fernandez, and Shaw, just quick, yeah. little back, little back, little back, and then lump yeah. it. Nothing was anywhere in their half, anywhere near the middle of the pitch. I don't think. Well,
3: in the first half, I think it's summed up by, I think Carl Wilson touched the ball eight times. Yeah. That's not even like passes or anything, he touched the ball eight times. So I think that's not good enough.
2: Yeah, it's just kind of the epitome of that of that match and that performance was Jeff Hendrick, who
3: Don't get me started on him, please. Oh he just showed <laughs> no
2: desire. He was lazy. He didn't track back. He never passed forward, I don't think, once He was only passing back to the central defenders. Just a completely uninspiring performance. And I think really, I don't know what Isaac Hayden's going to have to do to get back in that team. I think it's something we're missing. We need that combative player in the centre of the park. And that's going to be Isaac Hayden. So please, please, Stevie Bruce, if you're listening, which we know you are. (laughs) Um, Please, please bring Isaac Hayden back into the team Gives us a different dynamic And he gives us a bit of drive So much more structure I think as well Comes from him I think he's quite good at organising as well Him pairing with obviously
0: Lascelles as the the voice of the back Him, I think he definitely works well with them They talk to each other constantly throughout the game You can always see Hayden looking back And and conversing So I think to have him back on the side Is going to be a godsend Especially coming up against Chelsea As our next opposition
2: Oh my God. Well, he scored the winning goal against Chelsea last year, Isaac Hayden. Mm. So maybe this has been a uh, good opportunity for him to come back into the team. Just to touch on the second goal quickly, I think Sean Longstaff won't want to be uh, watching the highlights. Again, faffing on the ball on, you know, the edge of our area. What you're doing, clear it. Just get the fuck rid of that ball and then you're not having to fucking explain to the manager what you were doing afterwards. It was just a a match to forget, and it was, uh, yeah, I think we've slumped right back into the doldrums now.
3: Well, yeah, as I was mentioning to Hodgie earlier, I just, I don't understand how a team can be so inconsistent, and it's not even like we're making five or six changes between games. It's literally the same team. They're not, they can't be tired. They're, They're professional athletes, and they've had six days rest. So, how can we go from looking like a not a great team against Everton, but a good organized team to looking like a bunch of misfits against Southampton? I just don't understand it.
2: I don't know what to say anymore. Like it's just, it's been the same all season. We've had, as I say, we've picked up a few good results: Uh, Burnley, West Ham. In terms of it being a good result, like Tottenham was a good result for us, but completely undeserved. Mm -hmm. And then more recently, Everton. But and probably Wolves, you could argue as well. Yeah, yeah, good results. But you know what I mean? Like the performances are nothing to be proud of. Yeah, I was speaking to Gray before, and I was talking to him about Bruce's look.
0: He's going to run out of luck sometime and he's already used it like you've just picked up there against three three teams. We're not going to get lucky against Chelsea. They're much more of a compact outfit than quite a lot of other teams that have played already, I think, this season. They've, they've got their kind of act together. It's going to be an interesting interesting next couple of games because even I think Palace is soon in there and they've been doing quite decently. Uh, turned things yeah. over yesterday, I think it was, 4-1. Yeah. Um, one. And Leeds have been looking all right, but for Palace to come out really on top of that is good. So we've got Chelsea, Palace, Villa as the next three games.
3: And they're three tough games. On paper, you'd say Palace and Villa, we should be picking up six points, but not given current form.
2: Mm. Yeah, I think a highest scoring team in the Premier League at the minute Chelsea. So that's definitely something to be, to be worried about. Do you know what? Maybe I think Stevie Bruce has opened his little black book of football and contacts because what has infuriated me. And you guys probably and all other Newcastle fans over the weekend have seen people like Mark Lawrenson, antiquated, ignorant bastard who probably doesn't watch any football at all, coming out and saying, oh, I think Stevie Bruce has done a good job. I think uh, Newcastle fans are expecting too much. They're expecting Champions League football. Uh, I think they need to, you know, almost say they need to wind their necks in. And this is what kind of really winds me up and almost keeps Stevie Bruce in a job. Like these... These pundits who should not be pundits anymore, like Mark Lawrenson should have been sacked three or four years ago. His relevance has just completely Mm. uh, gone away now. But also, I think Tony Pulis said a similar thing yesterday on Sky Sports after the result. He's saying, you know, he's a good manager. He gets good results. I think he's done a great job. They should be happy with the results and they should be happy with mid-table. It's just like oh, Tony Pulis and Mark Lawrenson in your corner singing your praises. That's none to be proud of.
3: I think without getting too far ahead of ourselves, because I think Hodge oh, is a conversation topic for us later. I think it does sound just like an old man's club where they all scratch each other's backs. So we're all looking after one another, and I think it's been inherent in the Premier League for quite a while. Uh, you see, yes, that like certain certain managers always seem to keep reappearing um, and things like that. And I just think, yeah, it's. It's a bit old-fashioned now. And I think, like you say, if Mark Larenson is watching any of the Newcastle match, which I don't think he does because he never mentions this in his predictions or anything like that, then no. then yeah, I think he'd have a completely different opinion instead of looking out for his mate.
2: Yeah, I think Dan Walker on the BBC got quite a lot of flack for not challenging him on his, uh, on his views and not pushing him a bit further. Because mm. he's just thrown... What he's done there, he's just thrown out a really generic, ignorant, antagonistic comment and he doesn't have to deal with any of the backlash on that. He just says it. And he says these things on on a weekly basis on national television without any, uh, any idea of what impact it has on the fans. Mm. It's about time mm. he, he packed up his bags and, and fucked off, really. My
0: talking point was how do these managers who have poor records get hired again? I've got a couple of examples as well here. For example, Mark Hughes. He was at City. Yeah. He was sacked, replaced by Sven. He then went to Fulham. He resigned after 10 and a half months he was in at QPR, he took over in January 2012, he was sacked in June of 2012, he then went to Stoke and had a couple of years at Stoke, but it was very boring football, got them relegated, and then he signed for Southampton in March 2018 and was sacked in December 2018. How does somebody like that, and even Bruce, I've got Bruce's stuff here, was at Sheffield United for a year, 40% win rate, Huddersfield for a year, 37%, Wigan, 37%, Palace, he was there for a couple of months, had 60%, but he only only had eight games in charge. He resigned after three months to go to Birmingham, had five and a half years at Birmingham, two years at Sunderland, four at Hull, two at Villa, six months at Wednesday, and then at, now at Newcastle United on a 28% win record. How do these people still get jobs? If you did that in your job, Will, you'd be sacked probably. No one would probably try and pick you up and, and give you another chance. 100%. What, what's, I think I think you bringing up that point of the old man club, where they just sit and scratch the backs. Mental...
3: I think it's just probably an old, old flock of players who all played against each other, played, played in the same teams. And they're kind of going to that stage where they're hitting management, obviously, diversify their career, running a football club at management level, being a coach, running transfers, whatever. I think there's almost that kind of we look after our own kind of style. There's not many managers who haven't been previous players. I think probably like a Mourinho and Villa Burris being the only. Two, I think, in recent history in the Premier League, uh, who never used to, who didn't play. Mm. So, yeah, I think there is something about just, yeah, looking out for your mates a little bit, which is a little bit disappointing.
0: Do you reckon the football and places like the Premier League are doing enough to kind of maybe try and generate people from lower leagues? Try and give them a platform to stand on to try and raise them up. I don't. I can't think of no. anything at the top of my head that there's like a talent scheme for you to be a manager at a club and try and work your way up. I don't think
2: there is anything like that. I just don't think there's enough investment in EFL football, is there? There's a problem with EFL football, and you're not going to have a young manager come. Maybe with the exception of Eddie Frank Hall. Lampard. Well, Eddie Howe, but Eddie Howe's brought them Potts up from lower Browns, league, hasn't he? I uh, agree, Potter. Yeah, that's what I'm meaning. They they've come up from lower leagues, haven't they? they? They've started like Eddie Howe has brought Bournemouth up from can't remember what league they were in. Graham Potter, yeah, he's done he's gone and done a good job at Swansea, was it? He was he started off in Sweden. This is what I mean. They're not enough young, exciting managers playing up the leagues in England. They're just falling back on these. Yeah, I'm going to use that word again. Antiquated, old managers that have that are a well known name in football, and that's all they are. Do you think there could be a love lost
0: with football players to then have the desire to go and be a manager? Because like we've just pointed out we've got Lampard there has done it and Gerrard, but very very footballer footballers, whereas now I think footballers are footballers because, oh, I get a really good pay packet and once I'm finished, I'm retiring and going on the golf course or doing whatever and not, not wanting to look back into it.
3: I was just about to mention, I think there, there's a whole lot of interest in spotting talent from a young age for players and looking at their potential, but there's very little done. No one ever looks at potential of someone becoming a manager or chairman of a football club. Very little, I think, goes into that research. You look at Lee Charnley running the football club, what experiences he had was around businesses, but he's never run a business in this industry, this sector, mm-hmm. a football something the size of a football club with a really passionate fan base. He's clueless. The employment of Steve Bruce is a prime example of it, of you've got, Lee Chalmers running the football club, and he's got very little football knowledge. He looks at someone like Steve Bruce. Record isn't incredible, but he's a, his stats show he's a solid manager. A forty percent win ratio is going to keep you safe in the league. It should keep you safe in the league. Uh, so when it comes to to business, that's it's a no brainer. Like if you're going to be safe in the league, anything's a bonus mm. above safety. Mike Ashley, the owner, clueless in football, very smart businessman. Obviously, ethics are very much questioned when it comes to Mike Ashley and his businesses. But yeah, I think very, very little is done to push people down a career in football if you're not playing. Mm. Uh, and I think there's a huge opportunity to build a talent pool. And, it, and coaches and managers are certainly one of those things which could be spotted from quite a young age. Someone who's got an eye for tactics, the way people play. And it could be coached into somebody.
0: Mm-hmm. Oh, 100%. I think before we get too far out of this, should we take a break and have a bit of some light-hearted <laughs> entertainment? Yes, please. And, yes, please. And, yes, yes, please. <laughs> bastards, but
3: yeah. I've
0: got a bit of a, a, a segment to put in and you want to kind of try out this one. This one's known as well, I can't really think of any good names for it because so I called it player or poser. It's basically two truths and one will be a false. A lie. Statement. A lie. Or <laughs> well, a statement. It's not really a lie, is it? It's a false statement.
2: <sighs> okay.
0: I've got a couple here for you. There's three to choose from, so you have to well, you can either choose to go through them all and pick pick what you think is right and wrong, or you can just come straight in with what you think's the the lie. All right. So okay. first one. In the mid nineties, locomotive Sofia played in England. On the way back, Casimir Balakov, who spoke little English, misinterpreted "duty free" and stole nearly a thousand pounds worth of stuff. He was detained <laughs> at the airport by security. He was um, um, one of their centre backs, I think. Two, Richardson of Everton grew up in a Brazilian favela, but to keep himself out of trouble, he used to sell ice cream with his mother and his friends just to take the piss out of him. <laughs> and number three. As a hazing ritual, Skulls, Neville, Beckham, and Nicky Butt performed Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs play in front of the first team at Manchester United.
2: Ooh. So, which so is false? In which a Bulgarian centre half stealing from duty free. Yep. And then we've got uh, the class of 92 performing Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Indeed. And we've got Richardson, of... the ice cream man. <laughs> ice cream boy. <laughs>
3: Well, I think it's a class of 92. I, I remember watching the documentary about them on, on Amazon Prime, and I don't remember the seven drafts coming up in it. It's something I would remember, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I, I don't remember that. They did do. They did have, like, a hazing session in yeah, initiation, whatever you want to call it, but I can't remember what it was.
2: Well, that would have helped right now.
3: I know. <laughs> It'll come to me. I think it was to sing a song or some sort
2: I do Have you genuinely made up one of these? I have genuinely made up one of these. Because you've got too much time on your hands. It's quite inventive. Thank you. You're welcome. Um, I'm quite an impulsive person. So I'm going to. I know Richarlison grew up on a, in a favela. Um, that's where Yeah, he started that sounded, it sounded football. familiar
3: to me. The ice cream yeah. was news, but
2: uh, yeah. Like 99 Richarlison soft scoop. Nah, I'm, I can't craft anything out of that. Um, <laughs> just give me the the um, Sophia player's name again Krasimir Balikov there's no way in a hundred million years Hodgie's making that up so I think that's true right I'm gonna go with the just based on what Grey said the Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs BNF big fat lay so, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves was
0: actually a thing that happened. Skulls, Neville Beckerman, but had to perform the play as a hazing ritual oh, for thirsty. Fuck. Team. Really? <laughs> yeah, Richarlison of Everton grew up in a Brazilian favela, and he was an ice cream seller with his mother. So the false one oh, is Kazimir Balakov, <laughs> 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 who stole from duty free. Uh, Kazimir Balakov is actually a player, or has been a past player for them between uh, the mid eighties and nineties that he played in Bulgaria. Uh-huh. Um, but I made up that he stole from an English airport. Terrible!
2: That's, uh, that's, <laughs> scand- that's
0: scandalous. That man. Oh got him.
2: Okay, we've well, got that one horribly wrong. Then no one, no one, yeah, <laughs> any,
0: no one, no one got any points there. Uh zero points for nobody apart from me so that's it for player opposer this week i think i managed to baffle you yeah, that's it. look forward to bringing some of the random ideas into this is going to be right <laughs> Will, i think you've got a, a new segment you want to try out as well
2: mine's not necessarily new because we did do it in the wolves podcast however the new revelation is i've remembered the name of the segment and what the fuck it's based on so my segment (laughs) is based on i think it was a national lottery game show with nick Knowles, and it was called who dares wins so the premise is much like the wolves podcast i will tell you there are x amount of answers and then you've got to take it in turns so i think the example i used earlier was there are 20 teams in the premier league and each of you've got to take it in turns to tell me how many teams you think you can name Capiche? Mm-hmm. Uh, we'll take it in turns. So Gray might say 11. Hodge might say, oh, no, I can get 14. Gray might then say, okay, I get 16. And Hodge, if you don't think Gray can name 16 Premier League teams, you say bullshit. Or you say, go ahead, you name them. And if Gray fails to name them, then you get the points. Sweet. Come see, si, come see. Something like that, yeah? Capisce. So it's a finite amount. Flip a coin now to see who goes first. I love heads. Uh I need to find a coin first. <laughs> Just as well, I have some on hand. Right, who's having what? I think Hodgie's heads. Hodgie's heads? It's heads, so Hodgie goes first. Mint. And
3: he proved to me that it was heads. I want
2: to recap. Send a photo, send a photo. (laughs) Uh, Yes, I will do that right away.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Nat! I'll get my lawyers involved.
2: Creep. Right, who (laughs) dares wins this week? (laughs) The question is, there are 12 Champions League winners who have played for Newcastle United. So there's your finite amount. There are 12 Champions League winners or European Cup winners. I'm going to add that in as well. So Champions okay. League and in the old format, European Cup winners that have played for Newcastle. Obviously, they haven't won it with Newcastle, but they have played for Newcastle and they are Champions League winners or European Cup winners. There are 12 in total. Haji, how many do you think you can name? Three. Three! <laughs> All right, fair enough. So, <clears throat> yep. Sorry, just had something in my throat there. Starting off low, then. Gray. Uh,
3: is this a hard one? It's very hard.
2: Yeah, that's the point.
3: I'm currently trying to write them down. Oh, we're going to have to go higher than three, man. Otherwise,
2: this whole thing just falls on its arse.
3: Okay, I'm going to go four.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Get in!
2: <laughs> um... God, fuck! Oh, did he win it? Oh yeah, let's be ballsy.
0: <sighs> nah, I've, i I think I'm on five or six. I'm gonna say five. No, six, six. I'm gonna go six. Six, 50 oh, percent right. of the answers. Then,
2: wow, we're really pushing the boat.
3: Out this <laughs> I think,
0: that's... mad. Yeah, that's CS six and shit. Oh, oh, I don't, oh, think,
2: I don't, think, I
3: don't really? think I'd get six. I don't think I'd get six.
2: Okay,
0: here we go. So David how, Hodgson. how does it go then? If I give a wrong answer, am I out?
2: As soon as you get one wrong you're out. Aye. Right, okay. That's how then. the that's how the game works. So six out of twelve European Cup or Champions League winners that have played for Newcastle United. Hodgie, you said you can name six. Go ahead. Uh Jan Dahl Thomason, he's gotta be there. ka Ting That's Ka-ting! correct.
0: Yeah. Lush. Um I'm Trying to think of people who have gone People. Who have gone to like bigger clubs from us or have played
2: Yep, Deep Mahaman,
0: that's been in one of the shows before. Deep Mahaman.
2: thing Correct. Um, Are you worried, Gray? Oh,
3: did I think hodge has got? Uh, not at the minute. I think hodge is looking at it the wrong way.
2: Yeah, he definitely is looking at the wrong way.
3: You got to look at people who've come from big clubs. Ooh.
2: Oh, that's so gentlemanly of you, Gray. Giving your opponent a helping hand.
3: I don't know why I did that.
2: <laughs> did. I think when
0: Kevin Keegan was at Hamburg, he won the European Cup, didn't he? So Kevin Keegan?
2: ka Correct. Halfway there, oh, Hudgy. You're halfway there. Oh, shit. <laughs> so Yondal um, Thomason, uh, we've had Dietmar Mahaman and Kevin Keegan.
0: Yes. When you first when you first came up with this as well, uh, the first thing that popped in my head was Patrick Clivert. He would have won it at some point, I'm sure. Is, are you going that's, for Patrick Kluivert? I'm going going for Patrick Cliver. He was the first name to pop in my head, but
2: correct. Ooh, <laughs> shit! Well done. Oh. Two more to go. Fucking hell. There's two some. Rea- the, all right. In all fairness, there's one on there I wouldn't have got in a million years, uh, and then okay. there's two more lesser known players. Great. Um, Think outside the box a little bit.
3: There's, there's one which we've already mentioned in today's podcast. Uh, uh, there was one you mentioned the
0: other day that was part of my thing. He was a Scandi guy. Yep. Oh, yep. Ah, uh, what was his name?
3: Uh, um, I was not. You're
0: going to give us like Leewi on how I say his name. Well, it depends
3: how you say his name, really. <laughs> oh, <laughs> You've to say something, son. <laughs> it's
2: like, it's like, it's like Johansson or... I mean, you're on, something. you're on the right lines, but I think you're, uh, maybe, maybe look at, uh, look at some other players and and circle back. Maybe I'll come back to him. So who have you had so far? If I get his name. Keegan, um, Thomason, mm-hmm. Clivert, Haman. Is that it? Four? That's it, I think, yeah. All right, okay.
0: Yeah, oh. Yeah, I think shit. David Santon. Did he get it with Inter
2: Milan? Davide Santon. Cutting is correct. Yeah, that's five. Fucking hell. It's
3: a great shot
2: again. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get six. Ah!
0: I wonder if he's Googling yet. Is that guy who I said that Johansson or whatever Did he, did he is it him as well though? I know the player you're thinking of, yeah, but it's it's uh, not just not his name. A... <laughs> I'm just going to have to you're missing some. some you're missing yeah, some we, big ones. Yeah,
3: so you're missing big ones. I've got. I've I think got I that did.
2: Here. I did one as a as a quiz question on the Twitter feed. A few. You've mentioned ago. one of them
3: already, Hodge, in this episode.
2: Ah, uh, you have. Have I? Yeah. I.
0: Oh, is it from the player in poses? Could well be.
3: I don't know why I'm helping you. Actually, I shouldn't be helping. you <laughs> is, it Nick, is it Nicky? Is it Nicky
0: Butch?
2: <laughs> it is. Yeah. Nicky Butch. Ding! Yeah, that's uh, so I think you've hit your six there, haven't you? You should have given uh-huh. a time limit. <laughs> don't, well, just because you were a butler, Grey, don't put it on Hodge. Hodge has, there you go, he's won. He's won this week's uh, jazz wins. Well done, Hodgey. Right, Grey, do you think you could have got any more than that on reflection? Or what do you reckon?
3: Completely forgot Clive played for us, and Santan as well it was a great shot.
2: You've missed them. Uh, you've missed some biggies there, like yeah.
3: I was going to say I've got Beardsley and Michael Owen. That.
2: both incorrect. You tart. Andy Cole, correct. Andy Cole, of course. I don't think I'm going to get any more. The one you were thinking of, Hodge, I'll put you out your misery. Was uh, Ronnie Johnson? Yes, that's it. Ronnie Johnson.
0: Ronnie Johnson.
2: I'll give you some more clues for the rest. One was a uh, one player was on loan. Uh, a French striker. A <laughs> <laughs> he, joined l- nope. he joined us on loan. Nope.
3: Louis Saha.
2: Louis Saha. Correct. Ooh, Saha. One so of them... You it with Manu, is it? Yes. Yeah. Don't ask me follow. I asked the questions. I asked <laughs> uh, One of them... Uh, this is a good... I think this is a better clue. One of them was an assistant manager to one of the other correct answers on this list
0: oh, Kevin Keegan's assistant then aye um, Gary the Tash aye. Uh, Terry uh-huh.
2: McDermott yeah McDermott that's it Terry McDermott correct so so far Santon Saha McDermott Thomason Butt Keegan Haman Clive, Cole Johnson Oh, hold on you, No,
0: if no you I get... wouldn't have who, who are no. you thinking uh, a <laughs> fucking boom song
2: <laughs> How <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking you uh, Jean Alain Boomson will get a nosebleed even thinking of the Champions League. Did I trying. to
3: have uh, I've got a random one.
2: If it's totally random and you get it right, then you've obviously cheated, so no pressure. No, no did
3: Gabriel Obertan win a medal? At
2: Man U? Uh, 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 wrong. Thank God you uh you ask well, I suppose the outcome's the same. You've lost either way, Grey, because Hodgie you got them all. Um there are two more. The one that I wouldn't have got, unfortunately, I can't profess to be that good a fan. Really, is Frank Clark. Frank Frank Clark was a winner of the uh, the European Cup.
0: I wouldn't have got Tom at Derby. Like... And
2: then the last one, so the twelfth one, uh, which you probably should have got to be honest. He was a right back. He was good at a set piece. He came from Chelsea. Right back he was oh, sorry he is African
0: oh uh, fucking Cameroon is he Cameroonian
2: yes he is Jeremy correct Jeremy has won a right back Champions League
3: yes he was I thought man. he was a
2: centre mid wasn't he no for us Jeremy played right back
3: No, he played, he? He, played, he played centre yes,
2: mid yes he did no he didn't for us Jeremy played right back hmm
3: hmm that's on there Mm. You didn't even know who he was, man. Well, because he's, he's, <laughs> he said right back. He's not a right back. He is
2: a fucking right back. Look at his page on Wikipedia.
3: I'm just about to. <laughs> I yeah. can not his name, though.
0: Playing position: right back. Comment: midfielder. There
2: you go. So I was right. Oh, that's uh... <laughs> oh mad. Honestly, if anyone's listening, please back me up. Oh. Uh, Jeremy definitely played right back for Newcastle United. I'm telling you. <laughs> Still, criminal that he's won a Champions League. Do you know what the worst thing is? I'm Who's just looking at it with? now. He's Chelsea. won. He's won two Champions Leagues. Real Madrid with Real Madrid. Yeah, I forgot he was even at Real Madrid until the the other day when I uh, googled yeah, him. Um, but yeah, there you go. There's who dares wins. How that was know? good though. I yeah, like that. Good. thanks very That's much. Good. Yeah, I've got to think of more things now. That's going to be the problem. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Well, I thought that was a good one to start off with. Hopefully uh, hopefully the listeners at home enjoyed it too. Let us know what you got via Twitter,
0: at TOTT Podcast, or info at TOTT Like
2: a radio presenter. Email.
0: Or on Facebook, search for TOTT Podcast.
2: Whoa, coming at you like Cleopatra. You horned that in well, didn't you? Yeah, you're right. <laughs> Right, yeah, well, that was Who Dares Wins. Hopefully, it will make an appearance in an upcoming podcast as well. Whoa. Look at us with
3: all our new, new segments.
2: I know, we've set ourselves quite a quite a task coming up with more innovative and unique segments, but uh, I'm sure we'll rise to the challenge. I think that just about rounds it up for this episode, though, unless anyone else has got anything to say. Uh, maybe Hodgkin stopped chewing his pen. <laughs> <laughs> How would you know it's me? I just do, just I don't know. Bar, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Women's intuition? I don't know. Because it's always you, maybe. But yeah, there you go. I think that'll uh, that'll do it for this week, unless anyone else has anything else to say. No. Nah. Great, okay. Can you can you from me, Luke? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Let's all enjoy the international break.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, sure. And the shit show to follow. By the way, Callum Wilson and Carl Darlow not making that squad, criminal. Gareth Southgate, hang your heed. Uh, but we won't go into that too much. Right. In terms of what we've got coming up, keep your eyes peeled. We will be dropping a Chelsea preview show imminently. So keep your eyes on Twitter, Facebook, and all well-known podcasting platforms, Spotify. Apple Podcasts, Acast, that will be coming soon. Hodgie, our esteemed co-host, will also be appearing on the Blue Room podcast this week. So that is an Everton-based podcast, which I think is officially the most listened to Everton podcast, which is uh, kind of a big deal. But are you looking forward to that one, Hodge? No pressure. (laughs) At least I don't have to write a quiz
0: for that and make sure everything's correct. I just need to remember what happened in the
2: Everton game which I don't think I can I'll have to watch the highlights on YouTube well I know it went well so that's a good start ever since then gone a little awry but there you go other than that I think that's all from us this week going to go and enjoy the rest of my Sunday evening I suggest you guys do the same leg like. good to speak to you as always uh, and I'll see you both in the next one alright
0: see you then speak to you soon bye, bye.
1: oh me you should have seen us